Welcome back to Before the Box Score. I am your host, Nate Edwards, coming to you tonight talking about the fancy Dr. Lawyers of Vanderbilt, uh, the team that we get to play this weekend. Uh, it's interesting. I guess the, the Vanderbilt folks didn't want to really talk about how bad their team is. So tonight, I am joined by Rockham's own Ryan Fowler. Hello, Ryan. How are you, sir? Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're back. Um, well, we were, you know, as, as I mentioned, you and I mentioned before, the last time you were on this show was right before SEMO. And if you look at Missouri's schedule and how it's broken up, the, the third game of each trifecta part of the schedule seems to be the easiest game on the schedule. So, yes, we are saying Vanderbilt is our SEMO. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I guess I'm just, I specialize in the podcast that nobody is brave enough to tackle. The few, <laughs> the proud, the ones that'll talk about Vanderbilt. That's or they just have something better going on. They don't want to talk about SEMO or Vanderbilt. Look, fancy doctor lawyers need to do fancy doctor lawyer things, and us poors have to talk about their crappy football team. So That's true. Yep. That's, the, that's the grenade we fall on tonight. So, yes, let's let's get into the Commodores of Vanderbilt. Um if you've been following my, my preview series, uh, the offensive one uh, dropped today. The defensive one will come out tomorrow. Um, and and Missouri lines up pretty well. But I, I guess I kind of want to get a little bit of a taste from Ryan here because, again, it's been a while since he's been on the show. Um, what – I guess have your impressions of the Tigers changed – since the SEMO game, and if they have changed, what has changed in your mind? Yeah, they have changed. Um, going back to the preseason, the one game that I kind of had circled more than, than all the others, including Georgia uh, and Florida, was South Carolina uh, for really multiple reasons. One was, you know, just given the, the recent history of our games against uh, South Carolina, um, it was the one game that kind of stood out as that potential game that was like a, a, that annoying loss, right? Mm-hmm. The loss where something crazy was just was just bound to happen, and no matter how well the Tigers played, something was going to happen where they just went belly up and and took a nosedive, right? So for them to play as well as they did against South Carolina, totally shut them down, you know, off, uh, offensively. And then put up, you know, 34, 35 points on them. The the way that they, I'm not going to say dominated South Carolina, but the, the margin of victory and as good as they looked in that game and as pedestrians they made South Carolina, South, South Carolina look, now especially the way that we saw the Gamecocks play against Georgia last week, uh, the manner in which they won that game was, was really surprising uh, to me. Um so the game that led up to that point, you know, West Virginia, SEMO, the way they played against those two teams, which are inferior to South Carolina, obviously did not surprise me. Mm-hmm. But the manner in which they played against the Gamecocks and won, you know, fairly easily was was the most surprising thing to me. And something I really didn't see coming at all, um, you know, in the preseason, especially after the first uh, two, three games of the season. So... Kind of when we last chatted, there was obviously some vulnerability that you saw in the team. Are, are at this point, do you think this team can show up with a C effort and 
you know, kind of roll over uh, the, the teams that are not Florida and Georgia? Or do you think that we've just kind of gotten a little lucky with turnovers? We're still a flawed team, but can win when we put max effort forward. I'd say they can win games uh, without their A game. Uh, as far as like playing a C game and winning comfortably, I'm not sure they're at that level right now. They're not in that same arena as, let's say, a Bama or a Georgia where if they play you know, a C or a C you know, minus game and still win by you know, two or three scores. They're not on that and that stratosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they play, at times last week, against Ole Miss, um, I think they didn't play as well as they perhaps would have wanted to. Right. Um, but that game was still well out of reach, you know, going into the, what, about midway through the, the third quarter, mm-hmm. uh, when Ole Miss started to have some success on the, on the ground with their quarterbacks, uh, Plumlee uh, especially. But um, to answer the question, yeah, I think they, as it relates to Vanderbilt, they certainly can go into the Nashville and play, you know, a C, a C plus, a B minus game, and in my estimation, probably still win by 10, 14, 17 points. Okay, I don't like the sound of that. Now, again, you know, we've talked about this a couple times, but Missouri's schedule, thanks to the bye weeks, are broken up into three streaks of four games. So the first chunk had an annoying loss in it to Wyoming. Do you, Ryan, believe that there is an annoying loss in this four-game grouping, which would either be Vanderbilt or Kentucky? Are either of those teams going to be an annoying loss for us? Uh, I think there's the potential there. Uh, it won't be this week. It won't be Vanderbilt. Uh, if there is one, it'll be the weekend after in, in Lexington, Lexington against Kentucky, which is a game I kind of uh, highlighted in my in a, a preseason piece I, I did with a best-case, worst-case scenario. I thought maybe that if things went um, in a traditional Mizzou fashion, they would lose a game like Kentucky and then win against a Florida, which now win against Florida, kind of knowing what we know now, would be a lot more impressive than what I thought it would be you know, in the preseason. But uh, in this stretch, this midseason stretch of games, if they're going to circle one game that would be an annoying loss, it would be next weekend at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because losing to Kentucky is always annoying, and Kentucky always seems to find a way to do it. So, um, yes, I, I agree with you. It'd only be you know our third road game of the season, the second conference road game after going to Vanderbilt. Um, I absolutely believe Missouri is overdue for an annoying loss, and I absolutely agree. It would be Kentucky. Um, I don't know. I don't want to talk about this anymore because Kentucky has broken me as a person. Yeah, uh, we really don't. We don't know. Even you know, being a week and a half out, we don't know who's going to be the quarterback in that game. And you know, you know what's going to happen is that there, it's going to be Lynn Bowden Jr., who is a receiver by trade, and he is going to just take the ball and run every play, and we're not going to be able to stop it. And I'm already furious about it. So, um, yeah, let's let's talk. Let's go back to Vandy. Vandy's a happy happy place for us. Um, do you think Vanderbilt could beat SEMO? <laughs> uh, if they played a hundred times, maybe, uh, they would maybe win once or twice. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's really the disparity. I know is, you know, just a, a, a mess right now, you know, but the disparity between, uh, and talent and, and especially depth, you know, when you get into your second, third stringers. 
the disparity there between the FBS and the FIA and the FCS is just too great for for a team like SEMO to beat Vandy with any kind of regularity or consistency over you know let's say if they played a hundred times whatever the case is but um, let's take let's take this season's versions of both teams and say they play um, I think maybe Vandy or SEMO rather could maybe hang in there for quarter quarter and a half maybe even a half if Vandy is just not you know, into playing, <laughs> then maybe for a half to stick around. I think eventually that disparity shows up in the third and fourth quarters, and uh, Vandy wouldn't. I wouldn't say pull away. They don't win by you know twenty five, thirty, forty points, but they do win the game. Yeah. Since playing Missouri, the mighty Red Hawks of Semo have beaten West Virginia State fifty six to ten. Uh, they've beaten Tennessee Tech forty three thirty seven in double overtime. Ooh. And then lost to Austin P last week, 24-28. So, mm. eh, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> That's correct. Uh, Austin P, one of my favorite chants in all of college sports is the Austin P chant of let's go P. Um, it may be the, the best fan uh, cheer that you can get outside of, of course, the M-I-Z-Z-L-U. Um, but, yeah, let's go P. Yeah, you you might be one of them. I, mean, I think you're probably the only person I've ever heard that that comment from in regards to a, a chant from Austin P. The one and only. Um, okay, so let's let's get back to Vanderbilt real quick. Um, obviously, as a whole, we're not too threatened about Vanderbilt, but it's still an SEC team and it's still a game on the road. So I guess what scares you the most about the Commodores? Uh, from a talent level perspective, um, nothing is overwhelming. I suppose if you point to, to one single player, it's got to be uh, Keyshawn Vaughn at mm-hmm. running back, mm-hmm. uh, especially because we're, we're well acquainted with what he did against Mizzou last year. Uh, ran for almost 200 yards on the Tigers. So I think if he's the guy, he, that's the one guy you have to stop on, on their offense. It's got to start and end with him. Right, he's a guy that, if you're not disciplined in your in your gap scheme and your assignments, he can he can stamp an 85 yard run on you like like nothing. Right, so aside from him offensively, there's not a lot of explosive playmakers on that side of the ball for Vandy. Uh, they rank a uh, they score I think 18 points a game, um, but where they really struggled is on defense. They they rank 120th nationally in, in team defense. They don't get off the field on third down. They allow more than 200 yards on the ground per game, and they and last week they just I think they kind of just checked out, or at least they looked like they checked yeah. out against uh, UNLV, who was a team who came into that game one and four, and whose whose only win was against Southern Utah. All right, so and whether that's an indication of of they know something about Derek Mason's future at Vandy that we don't yet, I don't know. Um, I think that's probably another factor that could play into the game against Mizzou is what is his, what's his fate going to be? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a sort of a lame duck situation, I think Vandy probably struggles to win another game this year, potentially. Um, but all indications that are, are coming out of Vandy now are, are probably pointing to him being fired after the season. Um, so I don't see a situation where he gets fired before the end of the season and they have some kind of a 
an interim situation where the kids are followed, you know, kind of fired up for, for a new coach, even for, you know, part of the season. But, um, and overall, not a whole lot scares me about uh, either side of the ball for Vanderbilt. I guess if there is there is one thing they, they might have in their favor to make it a, a close game would be that mentality of, of basically having nothing to lose, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, you know, just, just looking at it myself, the thing that scares me is that it's a road game. And in the only other road game we've had, we lost. Uh, granted, it was the first game of the year. I was in a weird place. I understand that. But, you know, until a team shows that they can consistently win on the road, you kind of have to be like, well, I'm not totally sure. Um, And, you know, like I've mentioned in pretty much every preview series I've done, Missouri struggles against stopping the big play uh, for going a long ways. And Vanderbilt doesn't do really anything well on offense except big running plays. Um, and, and like, as we saw Keyshawn Vaughn last, last year, like you said, and he's, and he's still good. Um, he's not getting the help that he did last year, but he is still an excellent running back. So those are definitely the two things that scare me the most. I guess in your opinion, if we still had Kale Garrett, would you feel better about going against Keyshawn Vaughn or does it not really matter? Uh, no, I think it definitely matters. Not to say that, that Bolton, you know, can't do the job in his, in his plays, but and I think the one thing that you lost with Garrett, you know, uh, getting injured is that sort of calming influence on the rest of the unit defensively, you know, making the checks, the pre-snap checks, stuff like that, making sure that everybody else around him is in the right place, uh, you know, pre-snap. I think that's that can't be overlooked, uh, although I did think Bolton played really well last week. I think it's probably one of the things that you, you might potentially miss at times against Vanderbilt especially with, with a guy like Vaughn who can hit a seam. You know, if you're not, again, just to reiterate, if you're not in the right spot uh, before the snap, that could be the difference between, you know, a one-yard loss on the play or an 85-yard touchdown. For sure, yeah. Uh, we saw plenty of that in the first game of the season, so I, I agree. You know, looking – I was just taking a look at the Vanderbilt schedule. I mean, they've got – they played – they opened up with Georgia. They went to Purdue, and then they went. Uh, they played LSU. That's, I mean, that that sucks. <laughs> That's a terrible opening. Um, not too many teams would, you know, most teams I think would go one and two there. Uh, they barely beat Northern Illinois. Uh, they lost to Ole Miss, and then they got smoked by UNLV. I I guess I, I mentioned all that because you know they got Missouri now at home, and then there's a bye week. Then you go to South Carolina, to Florida, Kentucky at home, East Tennessee State, which if 15,000 people show up for that game, I would be shocked. And then you close with Tennessee. Uh, I'm not into, I don't have my finger on the pulse of the Nashville scene. I don't know what Vanderbilt is like. I do know that they don't care too much about their sports. They're not super rabid, but they do have passing interest. My thought is if Missouri goes into Nashville and does what they should do, you know, 35-7, 42-10, that bye week might be firing time for Derek Mason, and then and then they coast out. What do you think? Yeah, that's a valid point. I could, I could definitely see that happening. Uh, it's just kind of hard to say. I, I think there was a radio station in Nashville that had the AD on uh, either today or yesterday. And, of course, the first question to him was, what's up with Derek Mason? Is he safe? Is he on his way out? 
And then according to that station, he gave an answer that, that was comprised of, you know, a thousand words. Um, but basically he said a lot without saying nothing at all. Sure. So basically what that means is, yeah, Mason could be on his way out, like you said, during the bye week, but we're probably not going to know until it actually happens. Uh, they're not going to say anything otherwise beforehand, um, which is normal practice, right, for this type of situation. But, um, yeah, I think you are definitely got a point there. I, I could definitely see a situation where he would maybe exit early, um, although that's the people at Vanderbilt have given no indication that would ever happen. Um, but yeah. it, it kind of a the way you lay it out, it'd be a nice blueprint for that to happen. And it's just, you know, with the early recruiting period, where most of the kids are signing in December now, you really can't wait until the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you if you if you waited until it was over, you know, November 30th is the last game. You fire him, you know, December 1st, let's say. That gives you two weeks to find, hire a, a coaching staff, assemble that coaching staff, and then get him after the recruits that you've already scouted, essentially. So I just I have a feeling that, you know, you got to get an early start on this sort of thing, and that bye week is a really great place um, to put a fire in and start looking for a new coach or or looking for an you know an internal uh, promotion or something like that. So anyway, that's more inside college football uh, than than we usually do on before the box score. Um, so looking at Vanderbilt proper, we, we don't seem too scared outside of Keyshawn Vaughn In your idea, I guess in your view, how do you think this game will play out? I think Mizzou wins. They win by, in the neighborhood of, of 17 to 24 points, although it probably, probably should be a little bit more than that. They play up to their, um, their capabilities, but I think that the key is, you gotta you gotta come out and you have to put put them away basically in the first fifteen and twenty minutes of the game, mm-hmm. up by fourteen twenty one. Uh, however, you got to do it. Vandy's down. Make sure they know that they're down still. Don't let them have any kind of confidence. You can't let them score first. Get up. Any of that, you have to basically get them down, step on their throat, and keep them down. Um, or else they're gonna think they have a chance to win, and they do. Then you never know what's gonna happen from that point. So, um, I think they do win. Um, I think they win by at least two scores. I think Kelly Bryant throws for a few more scores, maybe two or three. Uh, you might have Roundtree score another one. Um, I think they, they score quite a bit, but I think they probably look a lot more vanilla than they did at times last week mm-hmm. when you had um, some unexpected reverses. You had, I think, Yeser Durant was out in the, in the slot. For a play, that was so cool. <laughs> that was pretty cool, but I wasn't quite sure what to think of it when I when I first saw it. <laughs> I had to make sure I was I was identifying the right player. <laughs> but um, yeah, you probably won't see a whole lot of that. If 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 I did, I'll be surprised. Um, but I think a lo- the reason why you might see some more vanilla play calling from Dooley is that he probably won't need to pull out some of the stops that maybe he felt like he had to last week. Um, but I think defensively, if you if you put uh, if you bottle up uh, Vaughn, maybe keep him under the seventy-five to ninety-yard range. Um, you basically stop Bandy entirely. If you make them put the ball in the air, which I'm not convinced they can really do consistently, 
then there's your runaway victory. Absolutely. If we got them passing, we we were in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I am concerned that this could be a look-ahead game. Um, now, no road game should be, but when you have Kentucky and Kentucky's done what they've done to us the past couple of years, I certainly understand if these kids are kind of looking past a very vulnerable Vanderbilt, but uh, yeah, you know we're not we're not good enough to look past anybody yet. Really, probably no college team is. You know, just ask Georgia. Um, Correct. So I I hope they show up. I hope they do exactly what you say. Knock them out early. Get up. Get up twenty one. Because if you're up fourteen, that's a that's the most dangerous lead in football. So get up twenty one. Um, and then yeah, just run that clock and have uh, have Larry three sticks. Just keep grinding, grinding, grinding. And uh, hopefully Kelly and, and Larry and the entire offensive line and the entire defense is just sitting on the sideline and enjoying Nashville for the entire second half while we uh, enjoy just uh, an easy win is what we're hoping for here. There you go. And on a side note, I, I love that name, Three Sticks. Is that, is that Mitch's doing? Yeah, Mitch and Bennett came up with it. I don't, I don't know where they came up with it, but uh, uh, it's fine. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Um. <laughs> So we've been kind of vague in our predictions, you know, specifically vague. Do you have a specific prediction, like somebody going over a certain yardage mark or a certain amount of tackles for loss, anything like that? Uh, I don't. In front of me, I can mix them up real quick. Do it. <laughs> uh, well, score-wise, I got the Tigers going uh, 48-16. Um, let's see. Offensively, we're waiting for uh, Jalen Knox to kind of have that aha moment. Yeah. Uh, outside of SEMO. So, let me take him uh, catching eight balls for a uh, buck forty-two. Ooh, I that like it. Good, huh? I would love for him uh, to have a big game. He he's overdue. Yes, he is well overdue. Uh, three sticks. Let's take him for uh, one hundred eighteen yards and two scores. Okay. Uh, defensively, let's see. Let's say going for tackles for loss. Um. Let me take uh, Hansford for two and Elliott for a trio. Let the big man eat. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's got to. All right. And then I'll just add on on top of that, uh, Tucker McCann only misses one extra Just point. one? Just one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, I think he cost some people some money on that spread last week yeah and like all you gamblers i i don't shut up here's the thing with college kickers (laughs) i don't care about your gambling investment just don't let it hurt the bottom line of my team and we have been really really lucky that all of his misses have been mostly painless as far as final score goes um so if if he's gonna gack one and we're up 20 okay that's fine get it out of your system buddy let's just keep moving Exactly. Yeah, I I agree. Let's let's uh, say those for the garbage time are the ones that don't make a difference. There you go. Uh, <laughs> where are you going to be watching the game? Uh, I will be probably where I'm at right now on my couch. Nice. Unless plans change suddenly, but uh, I don't think they will. Yeah, couch is uh couch is the best seat in the house. Um, whether you're talking Absolutely. about your house or the stadium, so um, I'll be right there with you. Join an adult beverage and hopefully enjoying uh, an easy Tiger victory. Ooh. I cannot agree more, but we'll we'll find out. We will. We will find out in a couple of days. Um, Ryan, thank you so much for for jumping on. Yeah, my pleasure, sir.
And for all you listeners, thank you again for tuning in to Before the Box Score. I appreciate your listenership. Uh, we'll find out how the Tigers do. Hopefully it's great. Hopefully it's easy. Hopefully we forget about it as we move on towards our quest to vanquishing our eternal foe, Kentucky, the very next week. Uh, but until then, we will wait with bated breath to see how we do when we go to Nashville. Uh, thanks for tuning in. As always, we'll be back next week. I'll be better next week. Uh, and until then, it might as well.